Would you take your Bibles, please, and join me in Luke chapter 12. So I've moved our Sunday morning series in John to our night service again, but with tonight being the Singspiration, that series will be on hold for another week. But this morning, I want to give you a thought that the Lord began to lay on my heart Tuesday morning. Some of you are aware that this past week has been a very difficult time for me personally. The reasons for that are not really important for this message. But I told you that to say this. Because of how things had been going, my wife sweetly approached me and suggested that I take a drive Monday morning to unwind. That's kind of my stress relief. And I told her, no, I can't do that. There's too much going on and just a lot that needs to be done. And I ended up being up most of the night, Monday, and then into Tuesday morning. And so as I was sitting there, I decided maybe I will take that drive after all. And what I typically do when I go for a drive like that is I download sermons that I can listen to. And it has to be about three hours worth because that's how long I go on my top secret route that nobody knows about. And so I downloaded some sermons. I got in the car, I left. And by the time I got back to the house, it was still early in the morning. The sun had just come up a little bit before that. And I didn't want to get back into the house. You ever had those kind of days when so much is going on, you know when you get back in there, you're just going to have to get back to reality and <laughs> I'm just not ready to do that. So I sat there with the door open in my, my Jeep and I just sat there. I didn't want to get in. I was kind of half praying, half meditating. I don't know. I was really just kind of out of it, in and out. And, and I just sat there for a minute and I was thinking about all that had taken place over the last few days what might lay ahead. And you need to know at this point that I love nature. Always have. I pretty much grew up in the woods. And I love to be outside. I love to be in the wilderness. I love to be in the wilderness alone. Amen. I love hiking, backpacking, fishing, kayaking. I just love to be in the wilderness and nature. And I don't have much time for that these days. As some of you know, it's the older you get, the more responsibilities you get. Amen. And by the time those responsibilities disappear, now your body's broken down too much. You can't do what you want to do. And so I don't get to do as much of that as I'd like, but I get out to enjoy nature as often as I can. And so as I sat there in my Jeep with the door open and I was just kind of thinking about things, I just quietly sat there for a minute and I just watched what was happening in nature. I watched, that morning was foggy and I love to drive in the fog. And that morning was foggy as part of the reasons I got motivated to go on that drive. And, and I sat there and watched the fog as it slowly lifted. The sun was kind of burning through the low clouds. And it was just starting to, the visibility was really starting to increase a little bit. And and I noticed on the ridge to the south of our house, it runs from east to west, that you could still see some light dusting of snow on the ridge. 
at our house, at our level, the snow had already melted from that morning. And I would say about 200 feet up, you could still see this light dusting of snow on that ridge. And I just kind of took note at that. And as I sat there looking southward, I began to notice the birds were singing. And I love to hear the birds sing. I, I missed that up here. About five months out of the year at our place anyway, east of here, you really lose the birds for about five months during the winter and you don't get to hear them sing. And, and I remember back south in Mississippi, that was one thing I loved to do every night. I'd go outside and I'd just listen to the birds. And so as I sat there, I, I noticed that the birds were singing. And about a week ago, I noticed the first robin in the yard. And if you were here when I preached Robin Dustman's funeral, you know that that's very special for me to see the robins come back. And I texted Jack and I said, hey, brother, thinking about you, I just saw the first robin of this year. And I said some other things, but um, I was sitting there and I got to hear my first meadowlark of the year. And I love to hear the meadowlark. I know that spring is sprung when I start to hear the meadowlarks return. They'll be here for a few months. It's not very long that they're here, but they'll be here for a little bit at our, at our yard anyway. I don't know if they make it this far west because they tend to stay away from the foothills and things like that. But anyway, they're at our place. They're east of the base. And as I sat there listening and observing nature, my mind went to the, our passage this morning. Luke chapter 12. Would you look with me, please? Well, for some reason, I'm in Ezekiel 6. Uh, Luke chapter 12, and let's read verses 22 through 32, please. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse 22, And as he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toll not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God intends for us to learn lessons from His creation. As I listened to the meadowlarks, it hit me, Harder this time than it has in years past. How God is in total, absolute 
complete control. Nothing will ever change this. The sun still rose this morning at the precise time that God ordained it to. The constellations when you look up in the night sky are exactly where they should be. The moon is still waxing and waning as it continues to reflect the light of the sun. Psalm 19 verses 1 and 2. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. The rain and the snow are still falling. The days are getting longer in the northern hemisphere. Winter is beginning its retreat. The grass is beginning to turn green. It won't be long until we see the trees bud and the flowers begin to bloom. The cycle of the ocean's tides are still arriving on time every day as they rise and fall. The ocean's currents are still continuing to drive seawater, causing upwellings and downwellings in the ocean. The hydrologic cycle continues on as waters from springs rise up out of the ground. As rain falls, as the snow melts, it's creating water brooks which will flow into creeks, which will flow into rivers, which will eventually flow into the ocean. And then that water will make its way into clouds at some point, And it will move over land and give us fresh water once again. It's all doing exactly as God has designed it to do. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 5 through 7 say, The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place whence the rivers come, thither they return again. Nature is continuing to do exactly what God has ordained it to do because God is still on the throne. I think of the song entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness, which states in verse 2, Summer and winter, and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. I don't know about you, but in the midst of all that's going on in the world today, it sure is a comfort to me to see how all of nature is continuing to do exactly as God has created it to do. As I was driving that day, I noticed in the rancher's fields that the calves have began to arrive. Some were lying on the field and some were up running and playing. And I thought, how wonderful that they can just be oblivious to the fact that in about three years, they'll be on my dinner plate. <laughs> Amen. My point is this, though. Life continues to march on. It's all a reminder of God's sovereignty. It's a reminder that 
He is the one who created all of this. And He is the one who holds all of this together. As we know, Job went through some very difficult times. Times that you and I have not been through and will likely never go through. I'd encourage you to take the time at some point to read the entirety of Job chapters 38 through 41 and see what all Job had asked, what God had asked Job. God begins to ask all these questions about nature for which Job has no answer. Let me give you just one excerpt from Job 38 verses 4 through 11. God says, Where wast thou... When I laid the, let me back up for a second. I forgot to read this and I want you to hear this because of some of the uh, heat that I've been receiving uh, from my Sunday night sermon. You know, preacher, you really shouldn't preach to us that way. Listen to what God said to Job before he asked them these questions. Gird up now thy loins like a man. For I will demand of thee and answer thou me. God has no problem with it. So verses 4 through 11 of chapter 38 say, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut up the sea with doors when it brake forth as if it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and break up for it my decreed place, and set bars and doors, and said, Hitherto shalt thou come, but no further, and here shall thy proud waves be stayed. You understand, God controls everything. God was reminding Job that he was in complete control. God knows the ways of things that we look at, and they're still a mystery to us. He's the one that created it. We'd be wise if we would think often upon what is taking place in nature around us. In our text, Jesus is calling us to consider, which means to observe fully, a couple of things about nature. I want you to take some time this week, and I just want you to get away from distractions, clear your mind, slow down. I want you to take note of what Jesus is telling us to consider here this morning. Jesus says in verse 24, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. We're told to consider the ravens, but at the end of that verse it mentions the fowls. In Matthew's account, it says, Behold the fowls of the air, where it says ravens. In Luke's account, I mention that just to say this, that the idea here is that we consider the birds, not just one particular bird. Take time to observe how the migratory birds are arriving to our state right on time. Who told them to start heading north? Who gave them directions? But they're here. Notice how they're continuing to build their nest Notice how they are continuing to eat. They didn't sow that food. They didn't reap it. They don't have storehouse. They don't have barns. And yet every day, they're taken care of. They just keep doing what God 
has created them to do. Next, Jesus wants us to consider the lilies of the field. In verse 27, Jesus says, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toll not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The ground is just now where where we live is just now beginning to show signs of life. It's just now coming back from being dormant in the winter. The grass is finally starting to green up. The flowers have yet to bloom. The, The plants and the trees have not budded yet. But little by little, things are starting to come back to life right on time. Take some time to observe how plant life is doing exactly what God has created it to do. Who told the grass to turn green? Who will command the trees to bud and the flowers to bloom? Take time to notice how the plants will grow. And the time will come, we are confident that we will see the flowers bloom. We will see the trees bud. We know that's coming if the Lord tarries. Because it's doing exactly what God has created it to do. Notice how the flowers, when they do come up, they don't even have to adorn themselves. They don't work at making clothes. And yet they're glorious in their beauty. They're doing exactly what God created them to do. Now why does Jesus want us to consider the birds of the air and the plants of the fields? The context of all of this here is how God will meet our needs. But I want to make application to all that's going on with this coronavirus outbreak. At the end of verse 24, Jesus asks, How much more are ye better than the fowls? At the end of verse 28, Jesus asks, How much more will he clothe you? But I'm more concerned with what he follows that up with when he says, O ye of little faith. The lesson is clear. If the birds which don't sow nor reap, neither have storehouse nor barn, are cared for, and if the flowers which don't toil and they don't spin, and they're cared for, then why should we have a lack of faith of God taking care of us right now? They are doing exactly what God has created them to do. Despite an ongoing pandemic, nature keeps on as if nothing has changed. The birds are not doubting if they should migrate. They're not hanging out back south going, well, maybe we should hoard up some supplies and wait till this dies down. Plant life is going to spring forth in all of its beauty. They're not even going to have to work to do it. And you may be wondering, well, is your application this morning that we are to be oblivious to the fact that there's a virus out there and all that's taking place in the world? That's not what I'm suggesting this morning. But please listen to me. If you're a child of God, then why fear? Since God is making sure nature is marching along as ordained, then why fear? How much better are ye than the fowls? Oh, ye of little faith. Would you look just a minute earlier in this chapter at verses 6 and 7? Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. We are more valuable to God than the birds of the air. We are more valuable than the plants in the field. Don't ever forget this truth with all that is going on. 
Here's my application this morning. The Bible is clear that in Christ we are a new creation. And just as His creation of nature is continuing to do what they are supposed to do, so we as His children, as new creatures in Christ, we are to continue to do what God has created us to do. As His new creatures, we are not created to worry. We are not created to live in fear. But we are created to live by faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We need to keep on trusting Him. We need to keep on serving Him. Our walk with God isn't supposed to slow down just because there is uncertainty in the world. And if God can still care for the birds, and He is, and if God is still looking over the plant life, and He is, then we don't ever have to worry about God's watch care over us because we are far more valuable than nature. For which of the birds did Jesus bleed and die? For which of the plants... Did Jesus bleed and die? There's only one part of God's creation this morning that He loved enough and cared enough to bleed for, and that is mankind. If He loved us enough to bleed and die for us, then He loves us enough to keep us. Therefore, we can trust whatever happens in our life, it is for our good and His glory. It's according to His will. We don't ever have to doubt God's provision Or His care for His children because we are far more valuable than anything else God has ever created. Let me give you something to think about. Jesus did not even bleed and die for the angels. Do you understand how important we are to God this morning? Please take some time this week to be still and observe nature. Consider how your heavenly Father is going to meet all of your needs, come what may. Psalm 147, verses 7 through 11 say, Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry, He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. The Lord will be pleased this morning through all of this if we learn to fear Him more. If we learn to put our hope in Him more. If we learn to trust in His mercy more. We need to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving and sing praises unto our God. For He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. In the song entitled, I Know Who Holds Tomorrow, it says, I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from the sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry over the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside Him, for He knows what lies ahead. I don't know about tomorrow, it may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the pathway that be my portion may be through the flame or the flood, 
but His presence goes before me, and I'm covered with His blood. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Will you trust God today? Trust Him more and more. Walk with God. He's in complete and total and absolute control. Just observe nature this week and you'll see everything is happening just as God intended it. Let's pray.